welcome to the Two World Podcast, where you can hear thoughts and reflections on unique intersections between faith and culture. Tune in regularly for this foray into feelings of surprise and interconnectedness and aha moments in life when two worlds come together. Now join your hosts, Barney and Jacob, for this most recent episode. Greetings, everyone. We want to welcome you to our first in a series called the Two World Podcast. I'm your host today, Jacob Dotson, and I'm joined by... You guys can please just call me Barney. Thank you, Barney. Barney and I are so excited to start this podcast. Each of us have had a lot of experiences abroad, and we've even gotten to know each other through travel and we also share um, a passion about our faith and our interest in culture. And so this was a unique opportunity for us to come together and see how those different areas intersect to celebrate that, to enjoy that, and to share it with you. So we're so grateful that you're listening today. We want to take a moment just to give you a little bit of background about who we are and what draws us to do this podcast. And so, Barney, can you just give us a little bit of, of your background? Yeah, I'm, I'm happy to. Yeah, I enjoy listening to podcasts and have a little experience doing a different podcast. And for me, it's a lot of fun, kind of relaxing with the microphone and talking about having a conversation and thinking that people might be out there listening and, and um, uh, benefiting from, from uh, the conversation in some way or another. And I really wanted the chance to use technology to be able to talk about Faith, you know, I kind of feel like I'm I'm not exactly what a professional or or even very specially trained in talking about faith, but I'm just a regular guy who does my best, and and I think that maybe hopefully other people can can relate to that, and maybe from what I say or whatever comes up in the conversation, people can um, find something to think about and reflect on through that too, and so I'm just really happy for the chance to have this podcast and especially to, to do it together with, with my good friend Jacob. Thanks so much, Barney. And for me, it's similar to what you said. I enjoy listening to podcasts and for a while now have felt that it's one thing to consume something and it's another thing to create it. And in this season, I just really want to be invested in making things, creating things and being a part of sharing new ideas and getting them out there and in addition to enjoying other people's. So this was an opportunity for that. And also having been a part of um, a church ministry for a number of years where I've been located in one culture and one context in Ohio, I thought doing this podcast would be neat to reflect on broader things going on around the world in culture, but also related to faith. And so that excites me. And just a little bit more about my own background. When I was an undergrad, I actually wanted to be an international business person, or I thought I might do a lot more travel and really enjoyed culture and was able to study abroad, which I know we're going to talk about today. But that part of me, even though I didn't end up going on in graduate school with that, I did do an undergrad degree in it, but in graduate school, I went to seminary instead. And But that part of me is still there. And so this podcast is a nice way to connect the two, my ministry self and 
part of myself that really enjoys international culture. So well, I wanted to ask you a little bit about your experience. I know today we want to talk about when we were able to travel abroad, some unique opportunities. And so can you tell us a little bit about your first major trip abroad or maybe the one that you selected for today that you feel would be a good starting point? Yeah, maybe a little bit before that. It's it's interesting. I just noticed maybe one more connection that we have because I too grew up in a very small town in Ohio and you know went to a Mennonite church. And once a year or so, we would always have someone from the Mennonite mission community come and talk. And I was always so fascinated with learning about these other cultures. And, and I just really always thought how great it would be to travel like that. And, and so that's one thing that it seems that we also share it. And I did end up traveling. And I should have said in my introduction that I'm currently living in Japan. I have been here for 17 years now. And the reason I'm here in the first place is connected with this trip that um, that I took, that my first major trip. So uh, I went to Goshen College and I actually transferred there. So I was kind of a little bit behind. I went one year at Marquette University. So I was just a little bit behind in, in filling out everything for the core uh, curriculum that they require. And so it didn't exactly fit for me to do their study service term. I would have had to maybe been a student for an extra semester, but thankfully they are always accommodating for unique students in unique circumstances. And they had a way that I could do something service-related on my own and get credit for that. And my brother, actually all of my family have, have some experience one way or another serving abroad. And my brother had uh, done Mennonite Central Committee program SALT, uh, serving and learning together. And he was in Paraguay and had a very, very rewarding time. And, and of course, my parents suggested the same to me and I did it. And um, <laughs> when I looked at all of the countries that they, they offered, I was really hoping for uh, e Egypt, first of all. I'd always been really attracted to Egypt, but that position was only for uh, women and it wasn't available that term. And so my next hope was Lebanon, but um, I didn't get it. <laughs> It wasn't, it wasn't that, you know, we didn't even submit where we wanted to go. You know, we just kind of hoped in our hearts. <laughs> but the, the way that they do it is they, they sent our resumes around to the different areas that they thought we would be appropriate for. And I ended up in uh, Chiang Mai, uh, Thailand, working with a ministry there that um, helps people with HIV and AIDS. Wow, that's, that's amazing. I like how your journey was unexpected and the destination was a surprise. Mm -hmm. And can you talk a little bit about your initial impressions when you arrived, what it was like? Did you go through some major culture shock and how did you navigate that? Yeah, I guess just to, you know, just to, to come across as a genuine person, I have to admit that, you know, maybe I don't know if, if you would say like I had a chip on my shoulder or what, but I, I went into the experience thinking, 
oh, I'm not going to have culture shock. That's that's for, you know, those kind of people. I'm not one of those people, you know. I know what I'm doing. I, I know all about cultures. That's not me. But But, I mean, of course, I don't think anyone can really plan for that, especially in my case when it was my first real trip abroad. And, uh, yeah, I think just even though I had read about some of the different kind of do's and don'ts in the Thai culture, just it's real hard to separate yourself from the American culture and, you know, the habits that you have for that you've developed for 20 some years or so, you know, in, for, I remember clearly in language class, you know, in America, American schools, you know, things are so casual and, you know, it's, it's nothing to, to just like kind of toss, you know, after, after the teacher gives, you know, passes the pieces of papers to hand out and there's extras, it's, you know, you just kind of casually put them, you know, toss them on the desk. And then I think it was just later that day that I read, you know, in the guidebook, you should never toss papers <laughs> when oh, you're in no. Thailand. Oh. And so I thought to myself, oh, no. Here's just this big, you know, it's something that they went to the um, effort of not of writing in a guidebook. You shouldn't do this. And of course, oh, man. I went oh. and do it and then. And then later, you know, we were going to a camp and I thought, well, I need to take some shoes that are OK to get dirty. And so I just tied them to the side of my backpack. And then later I read, you should never tie your shoes. Oh, no. To your backpack because it's <laughs> offensive. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, that's so, hard. Yeah, just, you know, being in this new place and the weather is so different. And, um, you know, the, you know, I, I knew at least to expect to, you know, have to take off my shoes and whatnot. That wasn't a big deal. But, um, yeah, a lot of the, the weather, the jet lag, everything just kind of adds up. And, um, you, you feel kind of the pressure of, um, of that other that other culture in, in different ways that you don't expect, you know, no matter how much you think mm. that you'll be able to handle it beforehand. And hearing you talk about your reason for going being service, did mm -hmm. you feel that your experience while there uh, achieved that you were able to serve and it felt satisfying? And, and what was that like? Yeah, I think especially talking... So there were four of us in Thailand. Two two people were serving in Bangkok. Another person was in Chiang Rai, and then I was in Chiang Mai. And the the Bangkok and the Chiang Rai posts were were kind of more um, established. And I was the first person to be with this um, or NGO in um, Chiang Mai. And and it kind of came out that maybe the people didn't really know what they wanted me to do. Um, mm. And they, it seemed maybe they even were just hoping for someone who could live in their house and their kids would learn English. That ah, sure. Yeah. So it was maybe feeling valuable for the organization was difficult for me, especially since I was only 23 and just out of college. And you know, I didn't know where, and then, you know, the internet was, was not as developed <laughs> as it is now. And um, I didn't know where to go to search for, you know, grant opportunities for them, you know, fill out things like that. Cause I, I was just, my title was an English correspondent. 
right? Sounds like I'm, you know, have my own byline in the newspaper or something, but, <laughs> but I, I didn't do as much according to that job title, but, but I felt like, you know, I hope that I touched the people that I worked with and, and I know that I ended up getting more out of the experience than probably what they got from me. Mm. Um, as it was an AIDS ministry and the taboo is so strong in Thailand, you know, we would go and visit people who needed ministry or what uh, to be administered to. And also if they needed health, health care, um, help with that. I mean, I wasn't qualified for either of those, but being along with them and visiting the people in these remote places, that really, uh, I think that really helped me. Um, mm. the most. And I, I felt like, like even just kind of being there, even though I couldn't, I, I actually did pretty well with learning Thai and speaking Thai and understanding, but, you know, I kind of felt like, like this really was one of those times where, you know, they talk about um, body language and, and I think they could, that people could sense that, that I had real, you know, care and, and, and hope and empathy and compassion for them. And, um, yeah, I think just the fact that the memories of, of these people still stick with me, I, I really hope that, um, that, uh, that that means that I had some kind of impact on them, too. Are there any aspects of Thai culture that really captured your imagination or impressed you that after you came back, you were like, wow, I admire that. That is something I carry with me that I observe there. Yeah. You know, actually, I bet it's even though I'm, I just finished saying that that there's a strong taboo against people with HIV and AIDS. I think that um, in general, the 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 culture is very accepting of all people, hmm. um, no, no matter what kind of person you are or or you feel that you are on the outside or on the inside. And yeah, I mean. You know, I, I came from from a very very small town, but it, it didn't feel like such a closed off community. But then, just seeing the people in Thailand, and they call it the land of smiles. You know, where people, you know, just their first reaction is to smile, no matter what they're feeling mm. on the inside. Mm. And maybe a good illustration of the acceptance that they feel for all people is in Thailand. People have like a gift closet where it's really an embodiment of the thought that counts. You know, if you give someone a gift, they don't open it in front of mm. you. They just put it in the closet. Oh. And they're just happy to have the gift, right? Oh. And whenever you go to someone's house, you know, you, you take something, you know, even if it's um, just a, a few oranges or something. And it's always this feeling of welcome mm. and, and, you know, happy that you're here you know, and, and that, and that you have some connection with the person. And yeah, that, that I think is one really, really nice thing that, that I could mm. experience and take back. Wow. That's, that's a really interesting practice. I've never heard of that gift closet. Mm -hmm. That's fascinating. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. As you look back on it, how much of an impact do you think this trip had on your faith, your kind of personal yeah. journey with God? Yeah. Yeah, really, I think a lot of unexpected results from that. You know, when I went into it, I thought that I would just be, um, you know, helping people, you know, through service. But 
it made me realize that, you know, I grew up in a Christian home and, and, you know, I went to church and I even went to a Christian university and maybe I took, I, for sure, yeah, I took my faith for granted or I took being a Christian for granted. And then being in that culture where the people, even though the people I worked with were Christians, you know, most of the people that I experienced every day absolutely were not. And that really on that trip is when I started reading the Bible a lot and mm. yeah, and taking more time for prayer and yeah, probably seeing, seeing how to say it, not, not, um, not necessarily seeing that, that, um, that I need to, you know, be evangelical, but, but that everyone is really, um, what I, I don't want to sound cheesy, but you know, everyone is precious mm. and really, um, that God just really cares about every single person, no matter who mm. or where they are. And yeah. And I, and so that helped me really kind of have a better view of what it means to be a Christian and what it means to have faith, you mm. know, and, you know, and, and also of really seeing and knowing and feeling the words um, from the Bible. And, and I really haven't stopped reading the Bible since, you know, just reading it as much mm. as I can over and over and um, seeing, and, and it's all really, honestly, it is because of that trip, I think for sure. Wow. That's amazing. Well, thank you so much for sharing mm -hmm. about that. That's really inspiring. And because I know your story, I know that there was also another um, huge impact that that <laughs> yeah. trip had on your life, right. meeting your spouse there, Yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. And do you feel at liberty to just share a tiny bit of that story or? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was the first or second week that I was even in Thailand and uh, got in with my host family. And the dad said that, you know, the next day, you know, two girls from Japan are coming to visit and they would be staying with the, the, the daughter there. And since I just thought, oh, the daughter is in junior high school. So these girls are probably in junior high school, too. And they were in college. And one of them I thought was pretty cute. And we were able to to stay to to establish contact, you know, through email and stay in touch. And yeah, that's one that, like I alluded to earlier, that's really one of the reasons why I'm here in Japan now and happily married. <laughs> it's so interesting to me that you both met in a third country. You know, it's it wasn't her yeah. coming to the U.S. or you to mm -hmm. Japan. It was you both going to Thailand, and yeah. that's kind of neat. You both met outside of your family cultural context. Yeah, for sure. And that's why I think that's why we chose Psalm 139 for uh, to be read at our wedding, because that, oh. that talks about how, you know, God, even before we're born, God has all these plans. But, you know, if, if you say to someone, you're going to meet someone in another country, and she's not from that country, and eventually, you know, 9, 10, 12 years later, you know, you'll get married. You know, how, how could you think that that's possible, but, you know, uh, God already had it planned out. Yes. I like that story a lot. That's really sweet. One thing that I would like to follow up on with you is the idea of the gift closet. Mm -hmm. And my understanding of it is that from what you said, you 
as a guest would offer a gift to your host and they would put it in the gift closet, but then they also would offer to you to take something from the gift closet. Is that right? Oh, yeah. Sorry. I think that from how it was explained to me is that, especially if it's like something that's wrapped, you know, so kind of like a bigger occasion, people would just accept the gift and then, you know, like kind of keep it, store it in their closet for, for later, I guess. Ah, and then, I see. Yeah. Yeah. Just like, I guess, I guess essentially showing that, you know, it doesn't matter to them what's inside that, that they, they know that kind of like, you know, you just giving me this gift is more meaningful than the gift itself. Mm. And I, I never saw what happens then, but I'm sure that, you know, later on, they probably, you know, anybody probably would, you know, they would, uh, would open it and then see what it is and probably use it when they need to. And then along the idea of, of gift giving, just anytime you went to visit somebody, you would take something. Mm. Yes. I guess I'm kind of wondering about the idea of giving and receiving. Like we think of, you know, in our faith, sometimes, oh, we think, oh, I have so much to offer. I want to give it. I want to share it. And maybe like even how you said earlier, you thought maybe you had um, a certain mindset or I don't know if you use the term chip on your shoulder, but when you went, you went with this sense that I'm going to go in and give, but Mm -hmm. just thinking about this idea of the hospitality you received and what you observed, if, as you said, you received so much that really the deeper truth of the trip to serve other people is to both give and receive and to do it with openness and, to really encounter people and it not just be one directional. And so I kind of wonder if the older you were to like talk with the younger you before you left, how you each would view that differently after having had the experience or maybe the younger you would have accepted the older you's advice quickly. I'm not sure, but, but, but now that you are at this point in life, and you were, if you were giving advice to somebody else who wants to go abroad and maybe serve in another culture, what would be some key points you would pass on to them? And yeah, how does that maybe I connect think, to, to faith? Yeah. And yeah, boy, I think, I don't think that the younger me would listen to anybody because he was so convinced that he knew everything. But yeah, boy, I think especially... It's maybe it's too easy, especially in service, to think I'm coming from this culture that has so much and and I'm going to a place that doesn't have. And so I'm kind of there to to rescue them. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, it like you said about it being one way, it's probably, you know, maybe making the mistake of thinking that I think it's maybe it's too easy to think I'm going to help these people. I'm, I, I am going to help these people. They need my help, right? It's, I think it's too easy to think, to focus on yourself. And, and maybe in that way, it, it, it unless you're careful to, to get out of that mindset, then it's easy to miss the chances for other people to help you. I think that, 
I want I would be curious to talk to other people who who have served with MCC, but they or in in any way, I'm sure they would also say that that they feel like that they got more out of the experience than what they gave, mm. right? That they received more. Yeah, it seems to me that the unique opportunity of something like that is the chance to show mutual hospitality across your cultures. Like the fact that you as a guest in that place, in that context could come and be open to receive. And then also to share what you had created this space. That's unordinary. It's out of the box. It's something that maybe the Thai family you stayed with Mm. wouldn't normally have. And then that was kind of a unique gift, uh, like a holy space where you could give and receive hospitality and have mutuality. If you had been close to that, it would have been a missed opportunity, but it sounds yeah. like you opened up to it and it became very meaningful. Yeah. I, I, I think it probably took me longer than it could have, or maybe longer than it did with other people. But yeah. Thankfully I didn't miss that chance. Yeah. I think that in, in my case and, and kind of like advice, you know, like they, they try to help you get ready and, and they try to say, you know, um, Make sure that you bring host gifts and make sure that you bring things to give to the people that you meet. And, and I kind of got caught up on that, you know, what would be a good gift and, and, and would they like it? And is it good enough? And which, you know, this is kind of a nicer gift. Who had to give this to? But instead of worrying about those kind of things so much to kind of go in with more of, of an open, you know, like more of a clean slate, right? Mm. Not, not expecting anything but just just like they say living in the moment right you know experiencing things i think that that because i i hope that um my nieces and nephews i hope that they do end up doing salt too and i just hope that they they uh, could have such a rewarding experience and and yeah not worrying so much beforehand you know probably this is something you know i always think about the parable of the 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 sower and the seeds and, and how apt I am to, to be one of the worriers, you know, getting choked mm. out. And, and I think that being able to, to, I know it takes maturity, but being able to go there, you know, just open to how, you know, how God can lead you in the experiences that, you know, every experience you have is something that he planned and, and not worrying about what to do and what's right or what's wrong, but, but um, taking a part of the experience and, and being a blessing in that way, being able to be used as a blessing to other people. I think that's-, that's really good. And that's really encouraging too. you know, in the intro for our podcast, we mentioned the idea of an aha moment mm-hmm. and you can't know what you don't know uh, before <laughs> you experience it or it's, yeah. it's becomes clear to you. And it seems like, the fact that you showed up, that you were there and that you were trying was fertile ground for this mm. like deeper lesson to dawn on you. And then when it did, you received it and it became like an aha moment perhaps in your life or a moment of insight. And, um, mm. and that's inspiring. And I, I feel like that's one other aspect of going abroad that getting outside of your comfort zone and meeting people who maybe you're less familiar with their ways of communicating or ways of connecting in relationship, like those can create these special opportunities to grow and 
moments to see things we wouldn't normally see. So, so grateful that you had that opportunity. And I'm really excited for later in our podcast and future episodes to see how that connects with how you do hospitality now, even how you help me and my ministry at Worcester Mennonite Church and trying to have a sister church relationship yeah. with another congregation. Some of these connectors related to hospitality and intercultural contact. I'm really excited about that. But but thank you so much for, for sharing today. And we want to thank all of our listeners for tuning in. We really appreciate you. This is a new and exciting thing for us. And we hope to connect with you more in the future. And until then, have a blessed rest of the week. And remember that in the Two Worlds podcast, you get to hear two friends sharing openly about their experience with their worlds coming together. 